0: Don't worry. Be happy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Ladies, I ask you, would a good mother ever be depressed, sad, at the thought that soon she will give birth to a beautiful baby, fruit of our womb, gift from God our Creator? Even while considering the pains and suffering of a previous delivery, maybe, which mother would be saddened at the thought of this upcoming new birth, this new gift of a beautiful but so fragile little creature. Oh, how wonderful the gift of life, Would she tell herself despite all other obstacles. Gentlemen, I ask you now, would a man worthy of that name feel discouraged, depressed, would lose confidence, be disheartened on the battlefield why the cry of victory resounds, All over him. Which man, seeing the atrocity of the war, his beloved friend resting in an eternal rest right next to him. But again, with the sound of victory resounding in his ear and the promise of a lasting peace already given to him. If I use these quiet, dramatic examples, it is not to simply just be dramatic and catch your attention but because these are the sentiments the liturgy is expressing in today's holy writing. Let's just consider the epistle for today. I reserve the gospel for the two feasts of my dear patron saint, St. John the Baptist, June 24th and August 29th. When I read today's epistle, right away I was struck by the two, these two little words, ITERUM in Latin and PALIN in Greek. Meaning, one more time, and again. And meaning, I say, or the other one, dico, I say, or I will say to you. I couldn't find any other occurrences in St. Paul's writing. Clearly indicating here a strong emphasis on what he is actually telling us. Rejoice in the Lord, always. Again, I say, rejoice visibly expressed in the use of rose-colored vestments, in the use of the organ today, the flowers on the altar, although the rites in the middle of the austerity of this penitential Advent season. No, St. Paul was definitely not this kind of Protestant televangelist, over-exaggerating the notion of joy, peace, and love in the best of all possible worlds. Remember that at that time, when writing to the Philippians, he was in prison in Rome. This emphasis by the greatest of all apostles leads me to consider with you the psychological and spiritual reality of this state well known from our contemporaries, anxiety. Anxiety is born from the fact that a soul tries to free herself from an evil, either natural or external, such as old age, illness, contempt, earthly worries, like financial worries, social worries, or even moral, when worried about the weight of our sins, imperfections, same bad habits, same temptations, thinking that this good, which the soul is in quest for, was depending on her, on her own efforts, and not on the will of God giving and taking away as he wishes. Anxiety as opposed to true joy, true peace of mind and of soul. And St. Francis de Sales, great physician of souls, has dedicated a chapter in his introduction to the devout life, to that particular aspect of anxiety. And he says, If anyone strives to be delivered from his troubles out of love of God... He will strive patiently, gently, humbly, and calmly, looking for deliverance rather to God's goodness and providence than to his own industry or efforts. But if self-love is the prevailing object, he will grow hot and eager in seeking relief, as though all depended more upon himself than upon God. Then, if he does not find what he wants at once, he becomes exceedingly impatient and troubled, which does not mend matters, but on the contrary makes them worse. Thus, you see how a disturbance, which was right at the outset, begets anxiety. And anxiety goes on into an excessive distress, which is exceedingly dangerous. And so our singer, Bobby, was right when he wrote, in every life, we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry, be happy. St. Thomas explains also, commenting this passage of the epistle, a certain form of anxiety we find is the anxiety of spirits with a lack of hope and with the fear of not obtaining that about which one is anxious. Such anxiety the Lord forbids in St. Matthew, because no one should despair as though the Lord will not grant what is necessary. But in place of anxiety, we should have recourse to God. Cast all your anxieties on Him, for He cares about you. First letter of St. Peter. And this is exactly the grace we ask in the prayer of communion today. Say to those who are frightened, Be strong, fear not. Here is our God. He comes to save us. The mystery of the nativity of the Incarnation is the perfect proof of that attitude of confidence and trust in God, despite the inconveniences of a fallen nature and despite the ingratitude of men. Consider for a minute how anxious Mary could have been at the sight of such a poor consideration from men. And such an incredibly humiliating circumstance in which she had to give birth to the king of kings, to a God-made man. How anxious and worried St. Joseph could have been as well. But always the same answer to the divine plan given by this holy family. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has found joy in God, who is my savior because he has looked graciously upon the loneliness of his handmaid. Only a week and a half before the beautiful night in which the promise of our redemption has been fulfilled through the incarnate word. But still, it is not too late to take again good resolutions, to rekindle our now maybe lukewarm fervor, and to prepare our maybe small, maybe broken, but certainly humble Sincere gift for baby Jesus, the gift of our life and of our own will. Let us put aside all worry, all anxiety, at least for the few days before Christmas, casting away from our homes this knotted devil of the feast, wandering here and there to see how he could ruin the party. Let us invoke the Queen of Peace and ask her to rejoice always, not in that temerity and imprudent superficial love and joy, but rejoicing at the thought that the world will soon witness again the birth of the Savior and the fulfillment of the promise of our redemption. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.